Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFP Refugees Podcast. Ted here. John's here. John, how you doing, my friend? How's your weekend? You you left me all alone to to talk about a loss. I think you did that on purpose. I did. You you had a lot of you had you had a more dramatic feeling about this game than I did, I think. So I think <laughs> it made sense that you had the the solo seat for this for this recap. I, I have I, I care about this team and I'm in the uh-huh, stadium uh-huh. and I, I, I didn't swear. There were no swear words that came out of my mouth. Nothing. Oh, that's true. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can believe that's true. <laughs> but we got to hang we got to hang out of the stadium though. That was fun. We got to we got to experience the safe standing and move around like four or five times. So Yeah, um, we got to do the live show. We did get to do the live show. Talk about. That was great. That was awesome. That we'll was definitely do that again. Thanks to the Screaming Eagles and James for for allowing that to happen. Thanks for Tried and True United for coming on. Um thanks for the people who came upstairs and stared at us awkwardly <laughs> as we talked awkwardly. Uh for and I de- we definitely start lesson learned and we will you know we'll throw our hands up we started a little bit early i think we may have we may have beaten the crowd uh, we got our biggest crowd the biggest crowd showed up right as we were wrapping up so bummer for them and for us but next time we'll we'll get that more straight we'll learn and i think i think we're gonna have some you know that that, that was a weird time for a game slash tailgate one uh, a 1 p.m game and then you gotta start tailgating at like 10 30 so uh it was a it was a little uh it was a little interesting, so I think I think we'll do better next time. But I thank you again, everyone who showed up. I thank everybody on the uh, weird one person segment show I did uh, last time. So, um, anything you wanted to add about the loss, or should we just shut the book and take the tape and burn it and never, never, talk, never speak of it again? I mean, I think I think a lot has been said. Everyone was mad about the three, the the one sub. I think that that is true. And everyone was mad about the, well, our players are too short and that's why we didn't make subs. It it really Uh, feeds in. It feeds into the, the, I don't, I don't want to sit there and say Ben Olsen is tactless or doesn't, but it feeds into that narrative and maybe he did it on purpose. I sometimes wonder if he does this shit on uh, this stuff on purpose, to be honest. I mean, they did score off a set piece with a tall player on, on uh, Briant. So that did happen. Um, So there's that. The second goal was not because of height. (laughs) <laughs> that that isn't that is not what caused that completely ridiculously horrible stretch of defending, and that was not just that one play; it was the entire last fifteen minutes. Um, the the team had just sort of lost its way. I I don't necessarily think any of those subs well, they weren't really super gassed. It wasn't just like oh well they needed legs, so fresh legs would have really turned it around. I think that they were just they just got they just got over their skis real quick, and then when that happens, and the other team presses really hard. Uh, and has an idea that, that that can happen. I, I'm not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's indicative of the rest of the season. You know, I'm not throwing my hands up. Mm-hmm. I don't think. You know, certainly not ready to chant anything about coaches at from the supporters group section at the field after game one, like some people were. We we are not. Um, we are not the Twitter, YouTube, Facebook commenters. No, we are not that. <laughs> we're very much not that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I I'm I'm calm about it. It's a bummer. You never want to. You never want to lose to Colorado ever. I feel like it's just yeah. my general disposition. Um, there are there are a few teams that you can look at still where you're like, well, we got to get points against this because MLS is changing a lot over time. But Colorado should still be one of those teams that you'd be like, yeah, we got them for points. I, I will say, I will say, Colorado does appear in that game. They definitely have an identity now. There is a clear idea on how they want to play and you know I, well, time will tell in the season but I left that game and I really thought about how they went out and executed that game and um, I, I think Robin Frazier finally is getting maybe hopefully a fair shake um, and 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 it seems like there's an actual 
plan in place where there hasn't been for for a long time with with uh with Colorado. So, I'll be curious to watch how they do how, I guess well, you know, there are a lot of times you lose games at the beginning of the year and you're like, "Crap, how do we lose that game?" And in the, the season it's like, "Well, you know, they they made the playoffs, so yep. not necessarily a bad loss, but um disappointing results still I think for DC. Disappointing that Ben didn't try to push the game a little bit. You're at home, home opener, you want to go out and and get a win. He seemed to be uh, content with holding with a one-one draw, so that's where the sort of the frustration came for me. All right, we're gonna shut the book, ship that off, uh, burn it. Never gonna, again. never gonna talk about it again. We're just gonna talk about how we like how fun the live show was, and then nothing else really happened. Like the live show was great and fun, and you know we got, saw a lot of people, and then no one went to watch a soccer game. That didn't happen. Pfft, I don't remember that. Right. Uh, next week we got Inter Miami. Uh, we're gonna have on the show. You're gonna listen to it. Uh, in a little bit, I interview with David Gregg, uh, who we managed to catch on a flight as he was heading for a flight. So it's not quite an extensive interview, but he did have some interesting things to say. Uh, do do we have any? Is this a game? I mean, you don't want to talk about must wins, but I do feel a sense that I want to see this team play with a little more organization, play with a little more like there's a little more of a direction, sort of in how they play. I, I want to see this team be on the same page a little bit. Other than just a twenty-minute stint in the first half, um, right. you're go- especially when you're going against a team that's also very similarly completely rebuilt, um, a team that doesn't that has has a bunch of new guys who are still trying to figure each other out. So that's really what I want out of this game. Yeah, I think the I, hopefully it's not as the gale force winds that were there uh, last <laughs> week are not there again. When you see like six foot passes between players being affected by wind on, for passes on the ground, which I saw a couple times, the ball just like ninety degree angle turned away from the where that was going that's uh that makes for good soccer uh <laughs> generally um but i think i think yeah i think it's really can we find something longer stretches of the ball um so, you know i'm not really concerned right now about the system clicking because as we talked about and i think as you talked about too on the on the recap podcast this group has not been together on the field very long um Yamil Assad still not 90 minutes fit there's a question right now uh Ulysses Segura not fit to play so it will either be Assad starting or Boateng starting most likely. Um, I would prefer Assad even if it's for 60 minutes, provided he can make through make it at least that far and then yeah. you can figure something else out. Um, so once again, we're still we're still talking about a, not a full deck here, and it takes time. Those reps that you would have hoped to got hoped to have gotten in preseason, you didn't get. Um, so really, what you're looking at are those type of goals like we got. Um, last week <laughs> the type of uh, something off something off a corner something off a set piece something where it doesn't require you know 30 passes stitched together because i don't think they're there yet but that doesn't mean we've we've won games in the past very frequently not doing that um, yeah. that's where we want to get to but maybe we're not there yet i mean the real key to this team is going to be getting edison flores and ola kamara on the same page um and there were some moments in the game there was a huge a long pass that he made kind of off a half volley that was actually pretty impressive. And it nearly, if it, if it finds Ola Kamara, that's, you know, one of the many goals of the goals of the year that happened last in the first week of, of MLS. There were just so many good goals in the first week. Sure. Um, I love the MLS review show, by the way, if you have ESPN plus, make sure you watch the MLS review show with the, I think it's produced in the UK. It's a, it's like a 30 minute. It's well, it's well, it's well edited. It moves very quickly. Um, it's it, good. It is well edited. I do have an objection to the the British voices on the on the track that come through. Ted is a nativist. Ted uh, only likes things. Uh, <laughs> I just not American. I, I just you have some great commentators. Wouldn't it be awesome if Dave Johnson was on this highlight package? Or it just, it's very weird because I listen to the highlights and it's like 
you know, uh, the it's the announcer international distro. It's for it's for that the international market. Fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. I don't. And know. I mean, I, if they if there was a big audience for MLS boot room or whatever the hell extra time there isn't. Like Americans don't want to watch soccer recap shows. Otherwise, ESPN FC would actually be on the air and not on on ESPN Plus, which I think where it is now. R.I.P. MLS Review Show with Taylor Twelman or the MLS yeah that Day. we like that we yeah. like that a lot that yeah. was good that was really good the production value was hilarious but it was still good yeah yeah that still was good it was it was fun entertainment and you know I'm always for more content I think at nine thirty or something FS1 is doing like a like a documentary on David Beckham when he arrived in the league That's so cool. I, I will I will eat that I will eat that stuff up all day I mean I will it's 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 fun stuff. Were you at the Were you at the game at RFK? His first game when he played DC United. I do not believe I was. I think I watched it on TV. I think I, I had a school event of some sorts, and like I snuck into the hotel room and like threw it on TV and like and and watched. I watched DC just completely wreck them, and uh, and and that was fun. I think I bought. I think I bought two sets of tickets, and I scalped the first ones to cover the second ones, and went went for free. <laughs> uh, but I was in like maybe the fourth to last row in the upper deck. Um. But it was awesome. I yeah. mean, it was it was like one of my. I think that it was, it was 2007, right? I think so. Yeah, 2008. So that was, I that say was when I got yeah. there. But I, I I came to the league when David Beckham did. So like the fact that the, I had, that was like one of my first. I had gone. I had gone to a couple games earlier that year, which were considerably less attended than that game. Yeah. So that was like one of my first five or ten experiences at RFK. I was like, oh, so it can be like this. This is all right. So this is what we're shooting for. Uh, and then you know the upper deck was. Uh, never so full again except for maybe no it never was again that was the that was the most it's crazy to think about how long ago that was even yeah. today like just how how crazy that is and, and where so- and where soccer is today and the amount of teams that are in the league there's a lot of games on there were 13 games mls games you could watch there was games you could have literally sat on your couch from like noon from like one o'clock to like midnight on saturday and then from like noon to you know whatever so I mean, it was crazy uh there was just a lot of a lot of soccer on, but fun, always fun. Um, yeah, so just, just enough soccer to get you in trouble with your wife. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, half of that isn't as much. Like, do you know to watch your? Is it four? More, is there four games on there? Like, yeah, I gotta talk for the podcast. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Podcast. I need. I need. I need to. I need to. I need to make sure I'm. Uh, I'm investigating. I'm alive. So right. Um, yeah, more soccer on this week too. I think. I think every team's playing again. I don't think we're gonna get into the bye weeks and the midweek. I I personally love a good like midweek game. Like you know, you get that nice Wednesday I do game too. after you get off work. But um, anyway, it, and we win on Wednesdays. Yeah, so we do. We win. should play more often on them. We do win on Wednesdays. Um, yeah, That's hopefully for hope, old time, older time at DC United fans. Very much older time DC DC United fans. Um, yeah, I guess you know the expect. Obviously, you know this is. Uh, Inter Miami is going to have Rodolfo Pizarro. They're going to be good. We have Edison Flores. This is going to be like this is going to be it's going to be the battle of Bill Hamid versus Luis Robles. Who's going to win that battle? Who's going to be able to keep their team alive? That's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Which which goalkeeper can make the bigger saves? And then you're going to have Edison Flores versus Rodolfo Pizarro. Which of the big attacking pieces that the team signed? Obviously, difference in price. I think I think Miami paid like twenty million dollars. They played. A, they paid a release clause to get Pizarro. Um, DC paid, of course, five million. But it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a game of whoever finds themselves first, whoever clicks the most, is going to walk out with three points in this game. Um, and Pizarro I hope looked good to me against LAFC. They did. Uh, watching, wa- watching him, I was. I was. I think. I, I think I told a friend today. I was like, if they have the sports book, 
at Audi already, <laughs> I would maybe go put $10 on him to score some point in this game because he looked, to me, very dangerous, particularly against the way our defense plays. I think he, seem, he seems like a very dangerous type of player for uh, to go against these United. So I would still bet he gets on the score sheet, but hopefully we can figure out a way to score. Like I said before, score two set pieces that don't require us <laughs> to be uh, ready to go already. I don't know. I, I'm hopeful there's going to be a little bit. I'm hopeful the weather, I think, is going to... I'd be curious how much was the weather, how much was the participation. I hope Ben... There was a lot of talk, I think, about Ben sort of playing uh, Gressel as a center, as a center attacking mid, and really like, no, that should be Flores' position. Flores should do that. Um, I, I will think, I did think in the game it sort of shifted. Um, it sort of shifted where he was he was more outright and and uh, and Edison Flores was more in the center. And the team looked a lot better. They actually got their best chance of the game off off sort of a play like that. Um, so I'm hopeful that'll happen again. Um, I think it's going to be a question of, of, you know, how, did they work, were they able to work more in training in sort of, you know, getting the guy, getting these guys on the same page. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, maybe, you know, they'll click a little bit sooner than we thought. So also, yeah, I've, I've people had very strong feelings about where a player they've never seen play before should play. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is funny to me. Like, no, no, this is, listen, I played this on FIFA. I am of course a very long time Liga MX uh, aficionado. I know where he should be and this is not it. All right. So, let's, let's uh, that out. I, I already predicted one, nothing, which people will hear Ooh. later um, for this game. One, nothing victory for DC. Um, I think, I think Bill Hamid is going to come up big. I think uh, that inner Miami is not going to have everything together. I'm banking on the fact that they looked a little better against LAFC. Uh, LAFC still had them in their pocket, and LFC probably should have scored uh, two or three goals on them, but they didn't because they also they just played a game on Wednesday, an unbelievable comeback against Leon. So I'm going one nothing DC. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit with the travel, and 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 I think it's going to be a, a better a better game, especially since coming they're coming cross country and then they got to fly again to DC. So I'm going one nothing. Uh, what do you got for this game? Two 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 two. Yeah, I, I see you're going two two again, man. You're going, you're going tie again. Yeah, well, I was almost right last time. I should have been right, um, yeah. and, and with not for a ridiculous, weird side of the boot clearance instead of just kicking the damn ball further. Um, I, I think that there, I saw a lot of danger points um, against the LAFC game today when I rewatched it, um, and I don't think that our defense is locked in all the way it was last year. Clearly, as evidenced by the second goal, first goals, whatever that that happens, set pieces, what happens, um, but. I do. I do think that that they. I think there's an opportunity though for us in a in a less windy day, uh, with a little bit more luck and a little bit not being offsides on your goals. I think there's a chance that we could still put some in the net. But I don't. I don't feel like we're going to walk out of with three points. I'd be. You know, you want to get three points against an expansion team, but it's early and we're all we're all we're all sort of an expansion team when you turn over a lot of your your lineup. So yeah. uh, one point from this would be. Yeah, and and a major player like Ariel is missing, and you're trying to figure out how to how to replace him, and they're still working on that. So I I, I would agree. I, I'm I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be positive because I'm a fan, and I want to watch wins. I want to watch wins. Exactly. That's what I want. I want wins. Um, let's talk. Uh, so we 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 hinted a lot of these players. These players have been talked about. Um, there were a couple major moves. Uh, let's start with um Muhammad Abu and uh, Federico Higuain. Both sign. Both former crew players. Um. Higuain's still getting up to space. Uh, it sounds like he he really wants to be here. Um, it sounds like DC really went in, got him, and and he he he. I think he loves the assistant coach contract. I think he's getting paid probably pretty close to what he was making earlier. And he's you know, and DC doesn't uh, take much on the cap on him. So um, I'm I'm honestly excited about it. I I have loved this move. This is a move where if he's available, you take it. 
you know, bollocks to how he fits in. Um, I don't care about that. Uh, I just want a guy. I want I want talented players here. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> yeah, everything. I think everything's good. the 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 Epi trade's more a little interesting. I guess. I guess it's more trying to provide that cover in the. Uh, in sort of the defensive midfield. So that that's going to be another thing to watch. Uh, big news, and I think this is underrated significant news. DC has re-signed uh, Russell Knauss and Steve Birnbaum. And I think this can be considered the sort of first signs of how the changes in the CBA, particularly dealing with, um, with targeted allocation money going away, becoming just allocation money. It's all, it's all general allocation money now. Um, teams now have the freedom to sort of give these contracts knowing that they are they they can sort of better project uh, a huge 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 issue with tam is it was you could only use it for big players and bring it in and the players hated that because i think it did affect and i think we saw it with dc and how they would negotiate contracts uh it did affect how you how much you could give a player a new player how much you could resign a player so i think this is sort of the first indication that those uh those things that the cba that the players fought for um are actually going to make a huge difference um i think dc is and this is good on the front of dc not having to wait to the last minute to sign guys because they can go ahead and offer them they can be confident offering them, you know, a substantial increase or, or something like that. Um, I don't think we have the, all the details. We'll get them when the salary comes out. Uh, but I think you're going to see these guys be making a lot more money, and it locks them in. And if teams become interested in signing them, you can you can you know pretty confidently sell them um, at that rate too. You're not you know you're not trying to hurry to sell a guy you know who's a year left on his contract because otherwise in six months he can sign a pre contract. So. I think it's good. I think it's. I think this is a this is a underrated great thing for the league. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna give talent. It's gonna you know increase that talent level and push that up. So um, yeah, someone someone tweeted uh, that they couldn't believe that Burnbaum was already twenty nine, and I was like, shit. Neither neither can I. <laughs> yeah, wow, <no>. that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, I remember watching you get drafted. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it's great for both of them. Uh, I, someone else also said on Twitter. I wish I remember who it was. Um, that they said that um, that Canals contract might have also come with some conversation about the fact that you're not stuck at right back forever, buddy. Yeah. If you hate it being back there, we're going to give you more money. We'll give you some security, but also we're not going to stick you back here forever. Um, so I, I think that's good. Even with the additional signing uh, in the defensive midfield, it's better to have actual depth and not just like move pieces around to get to 11. Mm -hmm. <laughs> actually want to have a good player. You wouldn't be very upset to have not uh, playing playing. So uh, I think it's good for both of them. Uh, happy for Birnbaum. He, I don't, I, I think that the times where he was a fringe national team player are probably over that there's no shame in that. I think the league is now good enough that you can be a good, a good player and never make a national team and not like that. Good enough. Like give them, give him money, pay those, pay those American players more. Um, that have put their, you know, put their brains on the line in his in his case for 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 MLS. Like um, whatever happens, happens. Now at least he's got some economic security um, with this contract. And I think it's also you know there, there's a lot to be said too about what happened with Lucho. Um, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll get into that. I don't, I don't know if we'll, we'll want to get into that story with Lucho. Um, might yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Well, we might we might save that for we'll do that at segment three. Yeah, at segment three. Um, 
but uh, you know, it does say it does say something. You know what happened with with Lucho and how he left and how the team was very slow to offer him a new contract. You know, it makes me wonder. You know, would that would we even would we even have been here now? Maybe with how things ended with the with with the player, it might have been we might we might have been okay with saying okay, let's you know let's just divorce ourselves with this. This is over. The the marriage is over. The the streak is over. It's time to rebuild. So, um, but you know, it makes me wonder about certain players that walk. Players like Bill Hamid. Um, uh, Perry Kitchen, a lot of those guys who just kind of walked and DC never really got much from them other than, you know, allocation money or in the case of Bill Hamid resigning him and having to pay a fee for him. Um, you know, it does make me wonder, you know, are things going to change with the team being maybe saying, you know what, let's not wait until six months before the player leaves to offer them a new contract. Let's look at a year. Let's try to get a year right in the last year of the contract. You know, let's lock up as many guys as we can. Um, so I think that's a good thing, uh, for sure. Yeah, I w- I'll be more excited if if players like Griffin Yao end up starting to be actual players and they extend those guys beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't I don't anticipate a resale for definitely. I don't think Burnbaum's going anywhere, and Canals could, but I honestly don't think so either. I think I think he had a hot he had a hot streak, and if the time was going to move, it was going to be then. And I think maybe he's I think he's off the boil a little bit on that. He hopefully gets back to it, but um, but yeah, I, overall. In, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to have some some solid pieces there, so you don't you don't have uh, so much turnover every single year based on year to year or loan deals that we've uh, had in the past in some key positions. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be certainly interesting to watch. All right, I think we're going to kind of take a break. Uh, you, David Gregg is going to be up next from Inner Three Hundred Five to give us a look into Inner Miami. So stick around for that. You're listening to the RFK Refugees Podcast. Welcome back to the RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here. John has mysteriously vanished into the abyss uh, for this part of the show. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to have uh, David Gregg from Enter 305 to give us a look into an inside look into Miami's newest attraction, Inner Miami FC. David, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, welcome. Very nice to be with you guys. Great, great to have you on as well. And uh, great, great that there's a. I was very surprised that there's a, there's more coverage. Um, of the team, uh, some pla- from places I didn't know. So always, always good to see. Um, let's just uh, let's start right off with the bat. Uh, Inner Miami, a new team, um, sort of uh, picking up where the, the Miami Fusion kind of kind of failed. Uh, how how have things changed? I mean, obviously the the soccer landscape has changed since I think it was two thousand one or two thousand two when the team when the fusion folded. How how has the Miami soccer market you think changed? Uh, where this team can be a success, where maybe the Miami Fusion um, aren't? Well, it's, it's two different eras, and I don't think we can compare the two teams. Um, Miami Fusion was uh, kind of a, a challenge from the get-go, and Inter-Miami is a team that has been built uh, in, with so very solid bases for a long time, um, by professional, as far as far as we as we know, they're very ambitious, and uh, they are even in talks with having a lot of money from Qatar. And we're talking about something that would really um, uh, um, make Miami a, a, a huge team. 
what is the you know obviously you guys are going to be playing in a um a, a sort of temporary facility not the first time mls has did this they did this with i believe vancouver um is the last time this happened um it is in fort lauderdale so it is outside of the city limits how do you expect that to maybe not on the first game or, or the the first home game but do you expect that to play maybe an impact um on the yeah. team and, and people coming out to see them though it's, it's definitely a, a, a negative impact because to, to, to bounce on your first question, um, uh, football has been really developing uh, tremendously in Miami because the city has been developing and what used to be more at the time of Miami Fusion, like a, a city of retirement is, is extremely busy right now and uh, with a lot of active people that move from all around the country. So it's a, it's a different city a different energy. Now, coming back to uh, the Lockhart Stadium, uh, uh, we've visited it. Uh, you can see it on, your, on our website. We gave a private visit of it. It's pretty small. Um, being European and following soccer, riding for soccer for, for many, many years, uh, I will not uh, um, hide you that um, it is not the, a very, very big venue. It looks like a League 2 stadium. Um, but uh, it will make it happen. As for the attendance, I think that um, if you look a little bit uh, at what is the strongest trend of Inter Miami, it's definitely the fans. We have been seeing articles coming from ESPN, the MLS, all around the world about the hashtag La Familia and the craziness uh, and the hotness of Miami fans. The first game versus uh, LA Galaxy that will happen at the Fort Lauderdale local stadium has sold out the very next day that the tickets came out. Um, our sources are telling us that there are about 12,000 season tickets sold uh, uh, out of 17,000 seats in the stadium. So that's pretty epic. Uh, and um, uh, we, we expect to have all the games full. Now, when we will have the, uh, uh, the Miami Freedom Park, which obviously will be a much bigger stadium, so then... It was, uh, your question will pose as, can we feel it all the time? But um, I think that uh, uh, seeing the ambition of the team so far, it will happen. So, so we've seen we're seeing both these teams, uh, both DC United and um, Miami, sort of raid Liga MX. Uh, we went out and got Edison Flores. You guys went out and got Rodolfo P- um, Rodolfo Pizarro. Uh, give us a sense, sort of, you had one game against LAFC where you got to see him. Uh, give, give us a sense uh, for DC fans who may not be familiar with Liga Max. Uh, what type of player is he and what can we expect from him on Saturday? The fierce player. I think that uh, the occasion uh, uh, for him to move uh, was, was really towards Europe until Miami signed coach Alonso. And obviously, you know the story. Uh, Pizarro was part of Alonso's team when they won the CONCACAF and then Alonso uh, took another team and won the CONCACAF back-to-back with Pizarro again. So Pizarro seems to follow Alonso and be his key player, his number 10, um, um, everywhere he goes. Um, Pizarro has not shown um, a super performance in the first game, but um, from what we've we've investigated on the Liga MX, uh, he's a pretty respected player. He's not a top, top player because he's 25 years old. He has not seen Europe yet. Uh, but we think that um, 
As for right now, we are happy to have him. We really wish for big name. Uh, there was a lot of rumors, but we'll be fine with Pizarro. We believe in him. That's good to that's good to know, uh, and I, I think it's really exciting to see what MLS is doing going after you know some of these Liga MX stars. I would kind of on DC side, Edison Flores. I don't think he had the greatest of games, but he certainly showed why DC wanted to bring him in. So it'll be kind of exciting to watch these two um, these two these two duel. Uh, one other player I want to get to. Um, this is a guy who has been. Uh, a, a part of the DC New York New York Red Bulls rivalry for years. DC fans will probably, uh, maybe some not paying attention, will be very confused because he's he's been a part of the Red Bulls so long. And that's Luis Robles. You guys picked him up. Um, he was, I thought, excellent for you all in your first game. Um, and and kind of maybe shows even at 35, he maybe can have like a Ramondo type career where it's like 36, 37, he's still playing. Do you see Luis Robles as your as your keeper for the future, or is he just a uh, we're an expansion team. We need a solid keeper to kind of build off of, and you know, maybe in a couple of years we're gonna look we're gonna look somewhere else. Um, in a couple of years, Luis Robles will be pretty old. Yeah, thirty-seven. Uh, he, he, gave, <laughs> he, he, he gave he gave a solid performance. He was named by your uh, by your audience um, uh, player of the game. Obviously, I think that everyone agrees that without him, we would have lost um, a lot. He got uh, in the vote a grade of 7.5 out of 10, and he's the only one that went above 6 um, uh, in the team. So he, he, he showed as a leader, he was named captain, so it's pretty important for us. That tells you that he will do the full season. Um, and he, he did many saves, he did crucial saves, um, he had confidence, um, he, he showed leadership. So yes, uh, Luis Robles, um, um, when I spoke with your team, uh, I heard that um, uh, uh, that you have a you, you you had him in a very very high esteem. Um, we we are seeing very good thing. We hope that the whole defense was extremely positive against LAFC, which is really an attacking team, a pressure team. But you saw if you saw the in the Miami game, you saw that um, Alonso wanted his players to press extremely high. Um, uh, and it's 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 very weird because Alonso uh, would be um, a coach that's always played counter attack in his other teams, but he wants to change and get possession with Miami. So I think that having a solid solid defense and of course uh, a key player in, in the goalkeeping um, will be very important for this. Uh, uh, for on the attack part, he's going to have to work on the stamina because. Press, pressing the adversary very high in his, on his side for 60 minutes just burns the player, where, where, whatever player we're talking about. So um, we, we, we hope that Robles will keep his level, but obviously um, he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning. What uh, what exactly would you say are our expectations? What what are your expectations? What do you think are fans' expectations? I I, I kind of just took a, just a quick uh, you know drop down the wall. So you guys have Juan Agudelo, um, you've got Will Trapp. So I mean you've got some solid MLS talent in this roster, and of course you know you've got Pizarro. Um, obviously things could change in the summer, but what would you, if you had to give us thing right now? What would you classify a successful first season for Inter Miami? Is it playoffs? Is it top contender MLS Cup? Uh, where where exactly does it does it fall? You think for Inter Miami? As the roster is right now, I don't think that it will be really realistic to think about the MLS Cup. 
If we do the playoff, it's great. I am going to give you a little broad of what the different part of uh, the, the, the Miami spectrum things, the supporter clubs, which we which are in constant contact uh, and we interviewed, uh, are really wishing for the playoffs. Um, uh, two of the three main supporter clubs are wishing for the playoffs. One supporter club is just want to be a, do, do a good establishing season. Now, um, on, a, on a professional point of view, because we are sports reporter and we want to be realistic, it will be um, a great performance to reach the playoff with the team and this roster. Um, this being said, we believe in it very strongly because the East Coast MLS is kind of a mess. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you agree. Everyone kind of has its chances. Um, and it's not as difficult as the West Coast. This is our point of view. Now, when you hear Coach Alonso, he said that he wants to win the MLS this year. We think it's not realistic with the roster he has right now. Well, that, that that comes down to the coach saying, "What where, where do you expect the coach to say? Oh, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't. I don't really trust these guys on the field. So co- coaches are always going to oversell it. But um, I mean, I, I I will say there is a there is an uh, unbelievable uh, weird sickness of tearing ACLs going around. It happened to Paul Riola, um, and it, then it just happened to Joseph Martinez. So I, I would say the East is probably a lot more wide open than than it uh, than it will ever be." Um, with those, especially with those two key players gone for two key teams, um, want to go ahead and just get a uh, let's get a straight up prediction from you. What what do you think the score is going to be for this game? I think I went one nothing DC, and you're in what you got and what I wrote to you all. Um, I think it's going to be a game of a battle between Luis Robles and Bill Hamid, and who can stop the most shots. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful DC can come out come out on top. I, I I think you are not far from the result. I, I, of course, I we hope Miami is going to win. We really um, uh, uh, can't make like a, a, a great prediction, even though I will give you uh, our, our pronostic. Uh, but n- uh, understanding what uh, uh, RFK told us during the interview, we, we we understand that you are a counter-attack team. If Alonso wants to keep his first game tactic of pressing high, we may see more action on the Miami side. Uh, if the defense stays solid, I think that playing counter-attack uh, uh, with a team like Miami will not be the right tactic and may um, uh, show a loss. I think there's a lot of pressure for Miami to win and they are really giving it everything. Remember, they, ha- they don't have a single win in, offici- in, in an official game yet. So uh, the, the, the extra stamina may... Um, may be hard for DC to handle, especially with the with the key players you guys uh, have on the sidelines that are injured. So I see a one-two for Miami. One-two, two-one to Miami. Ooh, okay, all right, all right. We're all wrong, we're all wrong occasionally. All right, uh, David, thanks so so much for joining us. Um, tell the good people where they can uh, where they can find you, where they can read more. Inter305.com and of course on the social media. We really hope that. Um, we have also a, a podcast that's going to come in place soon, um, um, and we will re, we will be very happy to have you guys uh, on the return game uh, in Miami. And uh, and thank you so much, GC. You showed us a lot of love. Yeah, well, thank you, and I hope to be there. I want to. I'm very curious to see what the Lockhart Stadium looks like. So, uh, to be TBD, TBD on that one. Uh, thanks so okay. much. 
thanks so much for joining us, David. Um, I'll let you get back. I know you gotta you gotta hop on a flight. Um, so uh, we will catch you. Uh, stick around, guys. We're probably gonna have a segment to wrap up the show. John will magically return. It'll be magic. Trust me. Uh, you're listening to the RFK Refugees podcast. Welcome back to the RFK Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here. Uh, wrapping up the show, uh, John magically returned. Magically, it's magic. Hello. Hello, he returned from the abyss. I found very quiet. Very <laughs> um, let's start, you know, before we get into the, the meat of the conversation and, and the bad news, let's talk good news. Uh, Loud United jerseys are awesome. I love they them. They are. I love the sash. I'm a fan of the sash. I kind of want to get one now. It's like I look at it, I'm like, ooh. I'm getting one. Give I'm me- just putting this right now. I'm getting one. <laughs> getting yeah. one. Very nice. It's very River Plate-esque. I think a lot of people made the comment like like it's like it's like uh, River Loudon or something like that. Um, so I, I kind of got the uh, – I kind of got the oh, – Peruvian, Peruvian national team jersey looks like that too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. I believe it does as well. So very good. But awesome. I think very, very solid jerseys. Kind of better – I'm going to say a little better than DC's jerseys. Ooh. Maybe a little better. Maybe a little better. I still Ooh. like DC jerseys. I like the kit – the full kit look for DC is still – is awesome with the with the red shorts. But, like, if you're talking just straight shirt, um, I think uh, Loudon's kind of wins because I'm a huge fan of the sash. I love it when the U.S. men's national team had the sash. I thought that was like a look they should have stuck with because I think it would have been really cool. Um, yeah, I got an opportunity to see the. Uh, I didn't go to the team store at the game. I had an opportunity at at uh, Audi to look at the, the 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 jersey up close and look at the difference between the authentic and the replica. The replica doesn't look very good. The authentic looks very good. I don't know if I want to pay 150 for it to look very good. I probably don't, but. It does look a lot better, but this I am excited about this, and I'll probably get it. It looks like the badge is actually that was my issue with the jersey last year is the badge did not look very good. It looked like it's like a sticker versus a sew on. It looks like they've got a sew on now, so that's okay. Not about such things. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I like the jerseys just because they were a little bit. Um, I, I kind of like them a little bit better. Um, I like the the logo. Like the first logo they did was like a like almost like a the first jersey was like a pressed on like. Yep. That's and that yeah. thing like wore thin very very bad um this one the 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 last one i liked because it actually is held on and stayed together um so i'll be i'll be curious i'll be curious to try it i i didn't get a chance to look at the new jersey uh at the home opener um i was planning on buying one and just didn't get time but it's fine i'll wait till i have a little more money we were too busy podcasting we were podcasting and trying we to make walk sure on the field yes i was walking on the field that was fun um but yeah, uh, you wanted to get in some loud signings. Let's They've keep... signed like a million players. Yeah, a whole bunch. <laughs> they start soon. Don't... They start. They start uh, next. Is it this Saturday? I think this Saturday. I yeah. Believe. Wow. Um, they 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 basically instead of signing uh, the good thing is these are all players that have played before. These are no, I don't think none of these are from the open tryouts, which still still freaks me out that they do. Um, but uh, some players of note, Simon Lafave, the. 700 foot tall goalie that DC United drafted uh, has made the roster. So he will be uh, in the goalkeeping uh, cadre for Loudon, which is, I think is like five players at this point. Christian Sordo, DC United, former DC United Academy player has been re-signed for this year for a full season, which I'm excited about. He's very talented, um, scored a really great goal that they've used in his sort of unveiling video against uh, one of the, one of the friendlies that were held at Audi field. I don't remember which one, but really good player, really exciting. Um, and I, I feel like they are, I feel like they have uh, definitely tried to replace with bulk the 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 Gordon Wild and Kyle Murphy sort of bulk goals that they that they lost. They have a lot of new players, 
So we'll see how that shakes out. I'd, we'd love to get uh, Coach on here one more time, um, Coach Martin, to to talk about sort of where they're where they're shaping up and where they're. I think maybe once we get into a couple games, and the team shakes out a little bit, I think that'd be great. Um, but yeah, so Loudon is a uh, the season is here. I'm excited actually for them. I think it's I think it's really fun to have two ta- two teams games that you have to watch each weekend, as opposed to just the one. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more. A little bit more exciting. Yeah, um, I, I think it's it's going to be kind of fun to watch this team sort of have a full season to sort of develop. And I, I think there's some there's some guys that looked really good in preseason for D.C. So I'll be curious if any of them maybe make an appearance um, towards the team. Clearly, uh, Ben didn't choose to put, you know, Eric Sogra in there from the 18. And that was concerning to me. So I'll be curious to see if, if any of these guys kind of maybe start to build up. And then there's an actual pipeline that you can point to. Uh, I'll particularly be watching Griffin Yao, um, Kevin Pardes. I, Pardes made the 18. Um, so I'm, he, the, he was injured in, in, in right. training he got this week, training, so he is so. Uh, unlikely. Unlikely, which is a shame because he gets the 18 start over Griffin Yao, and it kind of it doesn't end well. But I'll be I'll be looking forward to watching some of those guys play for Loudon um, and, and kind of seeing how that develops and whether Griffin Yao can impress and, and make the make the um, you know make the 11. Uh, I think I make the 11 or the 18 even would be would be nice and sort of he replace Boateng I think is kind of the, his goal should be um, at this point um, as we've said on this podcast I will probably never have Emma Boateng on this podcast now we've gone we've gone on record multiple <laughs> times that's okay that's okay. watch him start watch him start and score two and then we will have to eat some sort of bug or something to to, hey, <laughs> to, to atone for our our, our uh, meanness we're, we're opinions our opinions can always come back to bite us um Let's get into also, some X. Let's if, get if, if Emma Boateng does score, if Emma Boateng starts and scores a hat trick, Ted and I will eat a bug on, <laughs> on the podcast. Live on our live show. On the live video. Short. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk some other X player news. Yes. Let's get into this. This uh, uh, the Chisma. Uh, as uh, as since we're talking about the Liga Max, I feel that's a that's appropriate to say. Uh, Louis, Luciano Costa. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't, I'm no no member. I have, do not have an autograph picture of him sitting on my floor I, waiting to get hung in my basement. I, I certainly don't have his jersey or anything either. I certainly don't have that. Um, Luciano Costa getting in a, a little bit of trouble, um, and this is a very very disappointing thing, I guess, for for a lot of people who really who really appreciate Luciano Costa, um, a woman in Mexico who apparently is claiming that he has that she has. Photographs of him. Um, apparently, they had a had an affair, had an affair and uh, she and he basically sent people to try and uh, destroy the phone and take the photos. Uh, it, she posted on, I think, on Twitter. She posted a video, and this is kind of how it all started. Um, and I was actually alerted to it by uh, my friend Henry, uh, who we went up to the game with, and he said, "Have you seen this?" And I was like, "Nope." And uh, I think uh, Hercules Gomez picked it up. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, very, very bad. Uh, very very bad thing bad bad <laughs> that bad. is i agree with that analysis that is also my analysis this is actually bad and it's not good and it should not have been the case what happened i feel like soccer players need to do the and not just soccer players maybe professional athletes that are going to do this need to go the, the dave Chappelle route where you have to put your cell phone in a bag that does not allow for signal when such things happen. like i feel like this is playing with fire uh just in life and also sending people to get the phone was probably a bad move but you know 
I, it does. I, I, I'm unclear if she was assaulted or he, they just tried to steal the phone. Either way, it's not good. I bet that he'll get in less legal trouble than he will be uh, in trouble in other ways, um, likely. But that's less our business. I, it's unfortunate that his his name is in the news in this way at all. Um, but it is. So we'll we'll. I, I don't think there's much to watch on. I don't think there'll be follow up here. But uh, unfortunate story. Um, I don't imagine. I was. I thought for half a second. I was like. Was there was there word of this like something like this like did he have a reputation and that's why they didn't but no that's not the case it just this is just something that happened um, bummer yeah bummer huge bummer especially you know I, you've been a longtime Lucho apologist and mm-hmm. you I do not apologize for this no absolutely not <laughs> I should be clear <laughs> I should be clear no no uh, no one my no one apologies should. end at the 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 field lines um, but yeah. The the unfortunate thing, the real unfortunate thing, is the bringing in a third party enforcer to to try to fix your problem. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, and it's um yeah not good. And uh, you know I it, I I don't know what I don't know what really what good what good comes out of this. I mean it's just this unfortunate situation. <laughs> yeah, there's none. There's none. Um, there's really none. Um, and it's it's a shame. It's a shame for a guy who, you know, I I think we all. Still, there's still people out there. I'm sure that we'll talk about him for for years to come um, about what a player he was, and it's kind of a shame. It definitely affects my opinion of him. Um, it, it affects kind of everything I sort of thought about him. I knew he was kind of a, a temperamental player, but I thought that was more on the field. So it's kind of it's kind of telling that this is happening, um, sort of um, outside the field, um, so happening as, as soon as he leaves DC, and that this is kind of what's going on. So. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Oh man, maybe I should have chose to end on that note. On I, that note, yeah. folks, make sure you go to our Patreon uh, and support this <laughs> this show that only leaves you feeling good and does not have you evaluating your feelings about longtime favorite players. Uh, Patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Luckily, this team generally does not have a lot of page six uh, TMZ material, so we don't have to cover it, <laughs> and you don't have to hear our thoughts on it usually. But you know, we got a little bit today. Um, but check that out. We're going to continue to try to figure out ways to uh, make it more worth your while. We're going to try to figure out more ways to do like faster content. Maybe like Ted and I will do ten minute post game uh, in the in the in the anger of however whatever whatever the outcome is, and then throw that up on the Patreon. Uh, but either way, we we appreciate your support. Even if you don't want to do that, make sure you're subscribing to the show uh, in any of the places that you can find it, which are everywhere, uh, and make sure that you're following all the many platforms we're on social media we're trying to do instagram a little bit better seeing a lot of growth on that so join us the name i don't think there's any rfk refugees anything else so if you see that somewhere it's probably us <laughs> exactly and uh yeah thanks again everybody for the live show again i don't think we can say that enough um twitter.com slash rfk refugees follows on twitter facebook.com search the rfk refugees podcast not sure what our live situation is going to look like maybe monday i think a lot's going to depend on our schedules and everything. Uh, but thanks so much for listening and we will catch you all next week. Vamos. Mm-hmm.